Today's title, today's title is Pray and Get Results. Pray and Get Results. So real quick, we, we're having a fasting generally the entire month of January. We're going to have fasting and praying. Uh, Pastor, I will make the announcement, but I just want to, so I don't forget. Somebody brought it to my attention that I didn't say it on um, during the crossover service. So we're going to start Monday. You know, so should Pastor I would give the announcement. So today's title is Pray and Get Results. Pray and Get Results. Um, scripture is 1 John 5, 14 to 15. New King James. See, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. I'll read that again. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So, let's look at this, let's, let's, let's go through, let's we'll pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to dissect, help me to dissect this scripture, just the scripture. And this, this scripture is so loaded, you know. So I pray that you have your notes and you can take notes. You know, the first sentence that, that was said here was says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. If you go to Hebrew 11, you will see it, Hebrew 11 NIV. It says, look at what, look at what it says. Now faith is what? Faith is confidence in what we hope for, an assurance about what we do not see. So what is, what is, what is, this is telling us that when we come to, to God in prayer, we must come in faith. We must come trusting in him, trusting in him, that he will do it. Having the confidence, the faith that he alone will do it. We're not going, we should not go to fulfill all righteousness. Like at least, you know, I prayed. Let me go and do it by myself. No, we are coming to get results. We're coming to him so that he can change, like Nathanabasi says, he can, Pastor Nathanabasi, so that he can, he can bulldoze, he can change, he can make a way. We're coming to him because we want change in our circumstances. So also we have the confidence that he hears us. We should come with that confidence that he hears us and he will do it. He will make it happen and that he will make it happen. So the other part that we need to also look at is in that same first John 5, 14, he says that that if we ask anything according to his will, 
he hears us. You see, this word, according to his will, has thrown the church community into a frenzy. Has thrown the, thrown the church community into, into you know, chaos. Our senior pastor will say, our not senior pastor, our overseer will say, chaos. He's just trying to be funny. It, it was into chaos. Because what happens, you see, sometimes we, we pray, <clears throat> Christians will say, if it be your will. I don't know, maybe we're trying to be spiritual, I don't know. But if it be your will, I will do this, this, this. Or we finish a prayer and say, according to your will. Sometimes I, I think it's, it's intentional. I, I, I really think it's intentional. So that if the answer doesn't come, we can blame God. And say uh, it wasn't his will at all. It wasn't his will. So that's why he didn't do it. It wasn't his will. So you can go and tell people, you know what? I did my own part, but God didn't want it to happen. Sometimes I think just a cap out. We just use that as a cap out because we didn't really go in faith. We didn't, we didn't, we weren't confident. So for you and I to understand God's will, we have to go to the Bible. We have to understand what the Bible says about God's will. So we stop praying in according to his will. By just, let's just look at it. Let me don't. Second Timothy 3, 16 to 17 amplified. It says, all scripture is breathed, given by divine inspiration. Amplified really comes up with, gives you understanding and is sometimes a mouthful, but just follow. And is uh, profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and a restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness. It says, learning to live in conformity to God's will, see the word again, to, to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we can we can we can deduce from here that what we can deduce from here that God's will is what. It means that we have to go to the scriptures to understand what God's will is. Because it says all scripture is breathed. So it means the scripture is the one that comes to do what it comes to train us in God's will, understand so that we can learn to live in conformity to God's will. So that's the scripture. So, so we can see categorically now that God's will is found, we can, we have established that God's will is found in the scriptures, in the Bible. So it then is imperative that before we pray, we search the Bible for the scripture that, that is best suited for the prayer request. Look at, look at, look, look 11. Look 11, 1 to 2. Look in James Version. 
He said, now it came to it came to pass. As he was praying in a certain place, when he, he seized, when he seized that one of his one of, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Verse 2. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray effectively, how to pray to get results each time. He says, when you come to pray, you should praise God for who he is. Praise God for his faithfulness. Look at Psalm 100 verse 4. Psalm 100 verse 4, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. So what, 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 what are we saying here? For you to, what, what do you do to enter the courts of God? It's praise. You enter, if you look at, this assignment for you, you go to message, look at this in message, Message says, enter his, his gates with the password. Thank you. You entered God's gates with thank you. You enter his, the innermost, I will call it the bedroom, with praise. So what do we do? We're praising God. We're thanking him for who he is. Thanking him for his character. That's the first thing you do. When you come to in prayer, the first thing you do is to thank him for his character, for, for his faithfulness. Thank him for his character. Moreover, Jesus, is, who, is, who is our example, did the same thing. He taught the disciples, and so he had to lead by example. Look at John 11. 39 to 43. See, Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who had died, said to him, Lord, by this time, there's a stench, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you, that if you would believe, you will see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you. I praise you. For you, you heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of these people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice. Lazarus, come forth, verse 44. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, lose him and let him go. This is what it is. Jesus and you know, you, you know, another place that he's, he he also praised God. He also Jesus. You know, when he was feeding the 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 four thousand, 
people. You say, Father Lord, I thank you for this you have given me. So, but, but before we even go into that aspect, you see in that verse 39, the Lord brought this to my attention. You know that verse 39, he says, in that verse 39, let's look at that verse 39. In the verse 39, he says, Jesus said, take away the stone, matter. The sister of he who had died has said, Lord, by this time there's a stench, for he had, he had been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, didn't I say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory? So it's really, it's, so it means that Martha had her doubts. She had doubts that this will happen. She wasn't very sure. He says, it's, it's been four days already. This is stench. The body is smelling. It's not going to happen. It, the thing is gone. It's gone to a different, it's done. Why bother the master? What's, what's the point? So therefore it's imperative when we come to our prayer closet, we need to come with an expectation that God will answer our prayer. We can't come in unbelief and expect that, it was, that your, your prayer will still be heard. Look at what James 1, 5 to 9 says. James 1, 5 to 9. James 1, 5 to 9 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he'll give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in him with God alone. Do not waver for a person who is div with divided loyalty is as is what as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is tossed, blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything of the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do. Unstable. You can see that this, there's a similarity with the same test that we just we just we, first John 5 14 to 15. Remove wisdom and put your prayer request. Communicate your request to God and also give also he, he will give you what you have asked. However, you 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 have to have what confidence that he will do it. You can't you can't come to the throne room and have doubts, and you're not sure that it will happen. You should be committed to the Lord alone. You can't afford to, to be on the sidelines. Or maybe I'm not sure whether or whether not. You need to be firm. We should be, we should be fully persuaded. We should be on that place whereby, you know what? You should be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I said, I'm not doing it. Even if it doesn't come, I'm not going there. I know in whom I believe. Fully, Abraham was fully persuaded that God, he will do what he said he would do. He, he was on that side. 
because you know he's passed through all the doubts. You know, he did all. They now came to the place like, mm, 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 mm. no, 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 no. I know God will do it. And if when we 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 have we haven't gotten to the aspect of fully persuaded, we need to get to that place. Sometimes what happens is that we tend to trust ourselves or allow the natural circumstance to do what? To bring fear into our heart, just like matter. Matter is not alone. That's why we teach, that's why the, the Holy Spirit teaches us so that we what? We learn. Matter is not alone. We, matter, matter, we have different matters in church. Sometimes it happens. I'll give you an example real quick. The Lord just dropped that example in my There's a young man. I don't want to say his name. His name is Clinton. I won't, I won't give you the whole name. But his name is Clinton. He was in our church. That was when we were, in, we were still in church. He, 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 was, he was in the military. And what happened was he went for, you know, he was, he was in the military, but he was in reserve. And he went for all this uh, week, um, every, you know, every month they have a, a drill. So you go on for a weekend. So a weekend every month. So he went for this weekend every month. And he, he slumped. They airlifted him to Pennsylvania. I think it was Temple or some other hospital in Pennsylvania. So we went to see him. You know, the pastors went to see him. And we were said, oh, we're close by. So we drove over there to see him. And, you know, the wife, the wife just had a baby. So the wife was right there. The man had tubes everywhere. He wasn't awake because he slumped. And when we saw him, you know, even the, 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 the doctors were even saying, man, I don't even think this guy is going to suffer. And if he ever survives, he's going to be on dialysis for the rest of his life because he had turned purple. The Lord touched just... As we are praying for him, the, the word of the Lord came out to me and said, this guy was going to survive. He's going to survive. He's going to survive. Forget about it. And for me, honestly, for me, I didn't understand. I, I too was like matter then. I, 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 I doubted, like, how is this man going to survive? The man has turned purple. But they were keeping him because the wife insisted, no. <laughs> she insisted. Even all of us insisted. But I had doubts. Between me and you, I had doubts. I went and talked to the senior, our senior pastor there, who is our overseer now. I went to talk to him. I said, man, I don't know. And somehow, as we're talking, both of us got excited. I'm telling you, we got excited. We said, wow, this is going to happen. This is great. We came out and made the announcement. We said, all we're going to do is to praise God because God has given us the word about for Clinton. We're going to praise God that this is going to happen. That's all we did. We praised God. We said, God, this is going to happen. We thank you because he's going to. And we, after that, we didn't pray again because God has given the word, which we'll talk about. He's given the word. We praise God. And we left it alone. It wasn't two days. This man came out of coma. He came out of coma. Now the guy has like has had four more children. He's now he has five children now. He's not on dialysis. That's God. 
I know sometimes your, your natural environment would, would test you to see, your, the natural circumstance will test you to see, you know, will bring fear in your heart. But you need to what? Bulldoze through. You need to say no. You need to say no. So if you have, if you have not seen the answer to, to some of your prayer requests, we need to go back and understand to ask yourself, was, did I come? Did I really believe? Did I really have faith in God? That's one thing you need to know. Excuse me. Did, did you believe? That's the question you need to ask yourself. You know, while I was preparing this, the Lord told me, he says, he told me about myself. He says, I'm, and some of the things I've been praying about. He says, you put, even though you brought your request, this is what I'm telling you, what he told me, even though you brought that request, that particular request, even though you brought it to me, you were trying in your own strength. <laughs> you were trying your own strength. He told me, he says, this particular request, you were trying your own strength. You didn't have faith completely in me. You didn't trust me completely. You were still trying to see how you can do it by yourself. So it means that you were fulfilling all righteousness. The key, the, the, the thing about it is God is not in God's hands. See, sometimes people always think, yes, you know, when we pray, we need to believe that God is going to do it and leave it into God's hands. Leave it in his hands. Stop taking it back. You know, sometimes we could leave it and drop it in his hands and we take it back. Then when we, we, we take it back on Monday, on Monday, you know why we take it back Monday? On Sunday, we're, well, we're charged up. Because we came to church now. We're charged up with, we are praying with release, release. The Monday, when things have gotten upside down, because, you know, what happens, the, the enemy will test to see where your faith is at. He will test to see, are you sure you believe God? <laughs> are you sure you believe God? You know, he tested Shadrach and Abednego. How did he test them? He fired the thing up seven times. Are you sure you believe God? Are you sure? Are you sure? Just nobody is here now. If you bow down, it's okay. Nobody is here. Are you sure? It's going to test. We need to know that God, you know, that's, if you look at that same James 1.5 in New King James, New King James Version, it says, he gives liberally without reproach. So it means that he will not change his mind. So it, it doesn't depend on God. It depends on us. It depends on us. Let's look at another aspect. The, the main thing, I, I know it, it seems like I side, sidetracked, but this, you know, God always brings, it wants, wants to teach us. So you know what? I don't, I don't say God, you sidetrack. Man, this is it. This is how God wanted it to go. So, but if you look at that, that aspect, you know, that we looked at Luke, Luke 11. Luke 11, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, 
it, that's what we just talked about is not sidetracking. Even though I say it's sidetracking, the Lord is telling me it's not sidetracking. It's for us to have understanding that we need to trust God, even in the circumstance. Even the circumstance is dire, is dire, is, 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 is troubling. We need to still trust Him. But going back to that, look, look, eleven one. He said, "Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." You know, I, I've I've read this thing so many times. So. It was just a few few days ago that I really understood this thing. We've established that his will is his word. So we know in Isaiah 55, 11, if we could quickly go there. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for, for which I sent it. So the Bible is saying that the word of God will fulfill, will accomplish, will to fulfill what it has been sent to do. So going back to this aspect of saying, your will, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is heaven. The scripture is telling us that, that telling you and I that that the kingdom of God will happen here on earth. But you must hold on to the word of God. And the word of God brings, comes forth. It gets created in heaven. And because it gets created in heaven, it gets released on earth. So the kingdom, you know, sometimes people say, when I get to heaven, I will enjoy my... No, no, it's not getting to heaven. It's right here on earth. So things get created in heaven. As it gets created in heaven, you see the manifestation on earth. Your kingdom come. Your word, let your word, all, everything in your word come to pass. As it's being created in heaven, let it come to pass on earth. That's what it's saying. So it means that it is critical I'm, I'm trying to give you evidence whereby it is critical to hold on to the word of God while you're praying. It's so critical. Because look at that same Luke, Luke 11.3. If you can pull it up, I know we just read it. If you can please put it up. See, Luke 11.3 says, give us day by day Give us what? Day by day our daily bread. It says what? Even in, in Living Bible, it says, give us each day the food we need. So it means that we're always depending on God for our daily needs. See, the similarity with this is that it says, even though we're saying, give us this day our daily bread, it's saying that every request, because you have to go to God asking for your daily bread. So it's a request. So when you hold on to the word, you hold on to the word, then you make your request. It's the same thing that John 15, John, 1 John 5, 15 says. 1 John 5, 15. No, that's fine. I, I, I read it from you. From you. He says, and if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that 
we will have the petitions we've desired of him. So if you look at 14, it says, you hold on to the word, his will, which is his word. Then what happens? Then the next thing you then do is what? Make your petitions. You ask whatever. Whatever. You ask whatever. I, I'll give you this example. I remember the time that, I remember the time, you know, when I went, before I went for the surgery in December, before I went for the surgery, you know, my wife asked me, what, so what scripture are you holding on to? So I was telling her, I said, I'm holding on to Romans 8.37. Romans 8.37, it says, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So I, I said, I'm going to hold on to this, that overwhelming victory is mine. Because he loves me, so I'm going to I'm going to hold on to this. So that's what I told her. And I was it, it, the the scripture. I was I was fixed on that scripture while I was praying, saying God, I just you know I was I was praying regarding the surgery, but I held on to the word. I held on to the word. That word was what was my victory. If you look at John. Um, Pastor, if you can, you know how you normally do the side-by-side -side comparison. John 15, 7. Thank you. Look at John 15, 7. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask what you desire and it will be done for you. That's the left side. Now, if you go to TPT on the right side, it says, if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done and it will be done. So this is where it is. We talked about in the crossover service, a follower of Jesus Christ must be connected to the source. We are connected to the source through his word, through his word. So he says, if you abide in me, if you're connected to me, and my words, which we have confirmed here, that is his will. If my words abide in you as well, what happens? You can ask everything. You can ask. So, you, so it's, it means that you have to decide. It's a decision that we have to make. Do we abide? Do we remain in Christ? Are we going to be students of the word of God? Are we going to allow the word to resonate in our hearts? You require the word so that you can mix it with what? With your, with your request. And when you do, what happens? You can ask anything. That's what the Bible says. You can ask anything, any request whatsoever, because you have the word. And you know, the good thing about having the word is, so you don't ask amiss. You don't ask contrary to the word. You don't ask, you know, so that my enemies die. Die, enemy. Because there's, there's nothing written in the Bible that says what? Hate your enemies. You say love your enemies. Pray for them. So you don't ask amiss. That's, that's the key with the word. Because when you start saying, my enemy should die tomorrow, God is going to be looking at you. Where, where, you get the, where do you get that from? You know, I see I see videos in, in, in Niger, some Nigerian, they, say, they will give their, their congregation broom. Sweep your enemy out. Is it written in the Bible that you should sweep your enemy out? 
I saw another one says, come on, let's pray that our enemy die today. Let's pray that our enemies die now. Oh yeah? <laughs> Why is it written in the Bible? And God will be looking above and looking at these people and say, these people are so foolish. It's like you're empowering your enemy. Look at Isaiah 18.1. I'll just read that first one. It says, come, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. This, that's the only thing I wanted, I, I wanted to just bring out. He said, come, let us reason together. This is the sort of communication that the Lord requires of us. This is the father-child relationship that he desires. Bring his word back to him. His word will not return to him for it to establish its purpose. God desires for us to bring back his word and say, this is what you said. <laughs> this is what you said. This is this is it. How can you how can you go back on your word? How can you, this is your word? You know, Americans we say we say your word is your word. You know, some people say my word is my bond. If if a human being can say my word is my bond, then God is telling you, look, my word is my bond. If you take my word. If, I take, if you take my word, it will always produce. Provided you believe it will always produce. Provided you believe it will always produce. That's the key. Provided you believe. Let's look at somebody real quick, you know, just for the sake of time. Let's look at somebody real quick that, that held on to the word of God. Not held on, but also brought, sat down with God and, and was telling God, your word is born. Your word, he said, is your word. I'm bringing your word back to you. I'm speaking to you. You cannot, you cannot negate. You cannot, you cannot just say, no, it's not going to happen. Look at it. Look at Exodus 33, 5, 12 to 17. Exodus 23, 5, 12 to 17. It says, for the Lord had told Moses to tell them, you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I were to travel with you for even a moment, I would destroy you. Say, remove your jewelries and fine clothing while I decide what to do with you. See, God was in the aspect of a decision making here. Say, I'm going to decide what I'm going to do to you. Because you, you people, you know, you, you, all the things I've done with you, you never even believed it. Very stubborn, unbelief. Look at verse 12. Say so one day, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land. But you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You haven't told me, I know you by name. I look favorably on you. If it is true, you, have looked, you look favorably on, on me. Let me know your ways so that I can understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember this. Remember that this is this nation is your people. It's your people. He took back the word. He said, "Your people, your people." The Lord replied, "You know what? I will personally go with you. 
this is God, this Lord that says, I'm not going to go with this. If I go with these people, I'm going to finish them. Or I'll, they'll be dead. Because they're too stubborn. But now the Lord says, I will personally go with you, Moses. I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, think about it. Moses, God says, I will personally go with you. Now he now says, but it's not only me now. It's all of us. If you don't personally go with us, don't make, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me or on me and your people? He goes back and says, this is your people. These are the people you brought from, from, from Egypt. And you call them my people. He said, let my people go. For your presence, uh, let me read. It says, let me go back to 16. It says, how will anyone know you look favorably on me, on me and your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on earth. And then the Lord says to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked. For I look favorably on you and I know you by name. Can you imagine that? The man came and Moses deployed Isaiah 18 18.1. The strategy of Isaiah 81 says, come. What do we say about Isaiah 81? He says, come now and let us reason together. Let us talk about this. That's what communication is. That's what prayer is all about. It's communication. Let's talk about this. Let's understand what you're talking about. Let's understand where you're coming from. Let's, let's understand it. He, Moses deployed the Isaiah 18-1 strategy by coming and reasoning with the Lord. Moses made this case, made his case, and the Lord saw reason. And he said, You know what? This is my word. I said it now. It's my people. So I, I have to I have to do what Moses says. This is what prayer is all about. I'm telling you. Prayer is a conversation. It's not a time to give. God a laundry list or a shopping list and come rattle off the thing say come you know God you know all I need is this 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 you don't even come you don't come reversing his name you don't come to hallow his name you don't come to do that you just come you drop all the prayer topics you know you have the list <laughs> you know God taught me this I was telling my sister this you know every every um Every new year, I'll write all the things I want. And I'll, when, I, when the crossover comes, I'll say, God, this is what I need. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> the Lord says, oh, yeah, that's what you want. Eh? Okay, good. You know, that's what we do. We just drop the laundry list. We don't reverence his name. We don't come, we don't come talking to him. He's our father. So we come talking to him. We will come having a conversation with him. It's a conversation. We don't come. We don't, when we rattle off, and the funny thing is that we rattle off our shopping list, but we're not prepared to hear from the Lord 
We're not prepared to sit there and say, God, so what, what are you saying today? It's, by the grace of God, we will talk about this year, we'll talk about hearing from the Lord, how to hear from God. We don't, we, we, we don't say, God, what are you saying about these things I just put down? I just told you. Is this, is this, is this something that you think is good? We are eager to move on. We are eager to just rattle on. No, the Lord was saying, like, you're coming with, like, your, he said to me, you're coming with, like, uh, like a machine gun. And you just rattle it off and you just leave it alone. Think about your, you know, when you were growing up. Like, for me, you know, growing up, when you're growing up, and you're going to go, you're going to own help your earthly father for school fees. Maybe you're in, you're in college, you're going to your earthly father for school fees. Do you come and demand? This school fees is coming up. It's, it's time to pay. <laughs> you know, or do you come with understanding? Because it's not only school fees that you need, you need also other things. Do you come negotiating? Say, Dad, you know, um, look at, look at, you know, this, this, this. You come and reason with him. You come and have an understanding with. And this is what sometimes this is what we're supposed to do with our own heavenly Father. We need to come reason with him during this time of. That's why it's a month. This time of fasting and praying is a time to have a discussion with him, have a talk with him. And that's why I encourage people. I was in, oh, there was a guy. There was a guy that came for internship in 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 my department. Was a Christian. I was telling him. I said, you know, you drive almost forty minutes away. That's the time you go to God. You you're in your car. It's good to listen to music. Wonderful. It's great. But that's another time to 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 really talk to him, have a conversation with him. You know, there's there was a time that somebody pissed me off at work. I was so upset. And me, I'm not the kind of person I carry. I don't carry, that's my own personal life. I don't carry the upset at work to the house. I don't carry the thing, whatever is going on in the house to the job. I, there's a break. And the way I break it is when I jump in the car, I act as if Jesus is right next to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking. If you're in the other car, you might think this guy has gone... Uh, <laughs> He has gone crazy because I'm like, but why? Jesus, what should, that's how I have the conversation. You need to have, is we need to understand that we're children of the kingdom. And that's what we're supposed to do. And I'll leave you with this scripture. Matthew 7, 9 to 11, New Living Translation. Matthew 7, 9 to 11. It says, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone? Or if they ask for fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. If you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give, excuse me, give good gifts to those who ask him? Earthly parents give what the, 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 the believer is good for the children. The child asks, earthly parents, how evil, sometimes, even with the, with the evil of earthly parents, 
or sometimes with the wickedness of earthly parents, we still give good gifts to our children. Talk less of God. Talk less of our father. He wants to give you the best. I love the scripture that says, if God can, he can, he, he does not, he didn't spare his only son. What, what won't he give you? He'll give you all things. So the, the, my prayer today is that, that as we go into this from Monday, the third, as we go into this fasting and praying, that we get results. That we get results. Our joy will be full. That's, that's my prayer. That we implement this teaching and subsequent teachings. Subsequent teachings about this, this topic about praying and get pray and get results. That as, as we do this, we will get results. And when we get results, it brings joy to our hearts. We get, we get excited. We, we even can trust God more. And that's key. And that's key. And that's, that's the most important thing. That's my prayer for all, for all of us. Even for the, those ones that they have traveled, when you go and listen, my prayer the same thing to you, for you too. That you too, you will get results. And when you get results, your joy will be full. You can brag on your God. You can brag and say, yeah, my God, he did it for me. I didn't do anything. It was him that perfected it all. Let us pray. You know, before we pray, let, let's, let, you know, just for a few minutes, you know, you can still, you can, you can still go to God. You can still go to God. If God has given you, if you have a word, if you have whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're, whatever you you want, whatever you you need, whatever that is, is been is been holding you in the neck, you can go take a word. You can search for a word. The Holy Spirit can drop a word in your heart now. You can drop a word in your heart now. You can go to God. And go to God. It's because, you know, I was singing this song. It says, Bodins are lifted at Calvary. 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 Bodins are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is near right now. He's here right now. He's here. Jesus is here right now. So Jesus is here. He's, 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 he's waiting to take your bodies. I want you to go to God. I'll sing that song again. Bodies are lifted at Calvary. 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 Bodies are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is here right now. He's here right now. Go to God. You can mute yourself. Just talk to him for a few minutes. You know, 